the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another exciting and thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Redlands Tea Party Patriots. I'm joined by my co-host Don Dix, chapter leader of Act for America in Corona. Joseph Stalin is once is reputed to have said, it's not who votes that counts, it's who counts the votes. Very true. That guy... Uh had, had, a, had a thought there, and that's one of the things we deal with here in the United States, our quote-unquote free and open elections. You know, Greg, in so many areas, California is a leader. We have the uh, leading economy of all the states in this in this country. We're also a leader in the number of welfare recipients that we have in 34% California. 34% of the welfare recipients with 12% of the population. We're also a leader in education. We have among the worst education, uh, and we spend the most on that. Um, the highest taxes, highest gas taxes, about the worst roads. And there's another area that California is apparently a leader that we're beginning to learn about through the work of a organization based in California, and this is getting some extra special attention now all of a sudden. Uh, The organization is the Election Integrity Project. They have been documenting uh, what's been unfolding in our polls and our elections for the better part of six years now, and it's getting some attention, some very special attention lately, Um, and it appears that we're one of the leaders now in election fraud, Uh, and we're exporting it, apparently, to the rest of the country. And thanks to the work of Election Integrity Project, we can now say with some certainty uh, that some of those things are true. The things we felt for a long time uh, were actually unfolding. And now we seem to have proof. And on the line with us is Ruth Weiss. She's a board member of the Election Integrity Project to help us uh, learn about what renewed attention uh, the results of the Election Integrity Project are getting from organizations like Judicial Watch, for instance. Ruth, welcome to the Unite IE Radio Show. Well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to join you. Well, it's a pleasure to have you guys in our backyard, and thank you for your uh, nearly six years of work. Tell us about what has gotten some attention recently from an organization called Judicial Watch. Well, we're very pleased that we can say that we are clients of Judicial Watch at this point, and we are co-plaintiffs in an action that Judicial Watch is taking against the state of California, having to do with the National Voter Registration Act and the requirement of that act that, that states have to maintain or keep clean their voter rolls. And Judicial Watch and we have both come up with figures and statistics that indicate that California probably is not in alignment with that law. And so they have filed a letter with the Secretary of State naming several counties in the state 
and the state in general, indicating that, uh, that there is terrific evidence that their voter rolls are not in the state that the law requires that they be in. And, of course, that condition leads to potential voter fraud. And so this, according to the law now, uh, they're about mm, something like 80 days and counting, uh, but they have a full 90 days from the moment that they were notified to uh, rectify the situation. If they do not rectify the situation, then Judicial Watch um, has the uh, opportunity to file a lawsuit uh, to try to get California to come in line with the requirements of the National Voter Registration Act. The Election Integrity Project has been working for years and election after election documenting the problems with the voting in California and how even the lax election laws here in California are not being followed. But what is just staggering is what you guys have found here is that there are 11 counties in California that have more registered voters than they have citizens or no, just people living there, adults 18 and older, never mind citizens or not. In those counties, including Los Angeles County, which is 112%, but could be as high as 144%. San Diego County, 138% voter voter registration. In other words, they've got 138% of the total population of 18 and older adults are registered to vote in San Diego County. And a whole list of other counties, coincidentally, all of which are Democrat counties. <laughs> Not only just adults, but these are uh, determined by the state um Secretary of State and Attorney General as eligible adults. So we're not even counting adults who might not be eligible by law to vote, but this is just of the eligible population. We're finding these kinds of percentages. Judicial Watch's percentages and their data work are a little bit higher than ours. We're very conservative and want to make sure that we are not um, inflating any numbers whatsoever. So our numbers show eight counties above 100%. Judicial Watch shows 11 above 100%. Um, but the, the problem is complex because we have two voter rolls. We have an active voter roll and we have an inactive voter roll. And according to federal law, any voter that has not interacted in any way with the election process, including signing a petition or voting, for four years is supposed to then be moved to the inactive voter list. But that same federal law requires that they have to stay on that inactive list another four years before they can be removed. Inactive voters can vote. All they have to do is show up and give their name, and they're immediately reactivated, and they can vote. And that's the danger, is all of these people who are probably moved out of the county or out of the state, who may be deceased, who for some other reason are not interacting with the, the electoral process anymore, are still there. Their names are there. And since California has absolutely no protection, because we don't have any kind of voter ID required, anyone can snag one of those names and walk in and vote in that person's name. That's why keeping your voter rolls clean is such an important thing to do. So when you have those kinds of overages, obviously you've got people moving from here to there, and it takes a while to get people off. So the, the numbers are not, it's not just a math problem, but, but it shows a significant indication that there are problems and that, that the voter rolls could be considerably cleaner than they are. And while Donald Trump, it won't provide, California will not provide voter data to Donald Trump's Voter Integrity Commission, candidates and political parties can get this information so they can find out if this person hasn't voted in eight years, 
well, it's, it's, it would be pretty safe to show up and claim to be that person. And there's, there's no verification. Uh, if I showed up and wanted to vote as Don Dix, there would, they, no one would question that. They wouldn't ask for any identification or proof that I'm Don Dix. There would be no uh, no impediment for your doing that whatsoever. And there's a and, very and that's a concern. There's a very specific vulnerability that that creates, and it creates an opportunity for huge election fraud. We're going to get into that with our guest from Election Integrity Project, Ruth Weiss. She's a board member of the organization. You can find out more about Election Integrity Project by going to their website, www.electionintegrityproject.com. They have a Facebook page. The Facebook page is Facebook forward slash Election Integrity Project, and they post articles and documentation from their work there regularly. We'll be back with Ruth Weiss from Election Integrity Project after our break. With this word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation and host of the main event, which airs every weekend here on AM 590, The Answer. I'm proud to be a part of the effort to make America great again. Not just by supporting this station and conservative movement, but also by helping people achieve the American dream of home ownership. Whether you're looking to achieve that dream and you need financing, or you already own a home and you're considering refinancing your mortgage in order to lower your payment, shorten your term, or pay off high interest debt, or if you're over 62 and want to look into that great financing tool known as a reverse mortgage, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, toll free day or night, 855 855- 640-2020. I'll give you all your options, answer all your questions, and walk you through the process. And don't forget to listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m., Sundays at 8 a.m., right here on AM 590, The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate, broker license number 01147747, and California Finance Lenders License number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions, MB number 096199. AM 590, The Answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. There are lies, damn lies, and then statistics. And right now, the state of California uses those statistics to show us that there are 78% of our eligible residents are registered to vote. But the Election Integrity Project says that that number is potentially up to 98% because the state of California does not include inactive voters, something our guest for this hour of the Night Inland Empire radio program says Ruth Weiss from the Election Integrity Project is a statistic that creates a uh, environment uh, that our election system is ripe for fraud. And let me give you a quick example that was shared with me recently. When polling places put the list of voters registered for that polling place on the front door, it includes both the active and inactive uh, registered voters for that area. You'll notice that people regularly go up there to view who has voted and who hasn't. And they update it during the day as to who, who has in fact voted. Exactly right. And then they make a list of these inactive voters. Now, Ruth, is it possible that those people that are monitoring who's voted could be looking at that list of inactive voters and then 
having people go in and vote on behalf of those inactive voters? Yeah, I, that's not only uh, possible, but it's very probable. It's it's such an easy, low-hanging fruit to pick. It would be hard to imagine that some people have not taken advantage of that situation. We also see people coming in and writing names down and 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 doing some very intensive work with those those roles. And then we also see people uh, in huge numbers coming in at the end of the day, uh, which implies that some of those people are those who are taking advantage of, of names of people who have not yet shown up to vote. Uh, to, to tell you, though, you said that, that inactive and active names are on that, that door. That's not true in every county. They really shouldn't have the inactive out there, the public facing, but there are some counties that do, most notably Los Angeles, which is the largest population county in the state, a full 30% of the voters of California, and that county has more people than 42 other states. So um, it's ex- very significant that they have such a lax process of, of verifying voters and putting that, that information out for everybody to see. Give us some examples. Yeah, give us some examples of some of the more egregious things that you guys have found in your six years of monitoring uh, our elections here in the state. Okay, we very carefully train uh, people to go out to the polls so they know what the election law is, they know what to look for, they know how to report it, and they know how to sometimes step in and stop the the activity that's uh, unlawful. So it's a very good program, and we do need people to join us on that. Our observers uh, um, have found, you know, everything from just simple things like not following a simple procedure of, of stating name and address, all the way to stuff that is criminal activity. Um, I know everybody likes to hear the juicy stories. I can share a couple of, of them with you. In one county in 2016, we had a, an observer show up at a polling place, and there were three gentlemen sitting there with boxes of voted regular ballots. These were not ballots that were in an envelope and protected, but these were ballots that had already been voted and should have been under lock and key and seal until the end of the day. And somehow they were out in the open, and these gentlemen were going through them and sorting them in some fashion. We don't know what the criteria were, but they were sorting them into stacks. And then they put them in the separate stacks in the boxes and stood up and walked out of the polls with these voted ballots. It's completely unlawful, no matter how you look at it. So our observer followed them out and said, hey, you can't do that. You can't take these. And they just basically said, well, yeah, try to stop me. So she actually stood in front of their vehicle and did not allow them to leave with those ballots. The worst part of this story is that she contacted us and we contacted the registrar of voters of that county, we contacted the county council, we contacted the police department, we contacted the media, and no one other than, than a couple of policemen showed up. And she stood in front of that car for four hours, not allowing them to leave with those wow. ballots. And they just sat there and waited her out. Finally, her husband said, you're going to have a nervous breakdown. You're leaving. And the police said, you know, this really isn't our jurisdiction. We can't do anything. And so they left. And ultimately, those gentlemen and those ballots got taken away. But we have no idea what was going on or why. And no one would come 
to the assistance of this person who was reporting outright criminal behavior. And what county was this? So that's horrible. Uh, well, I, um, I really would rather not say which county it was, uh, just for security purposes and security purposes for the for the observer. But it was a Southern California county. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I can tell you in March of 2016, there was a city council election in San Gabriel staffed with Chinese-speaking poll workers because this is a, an area that has is heavily populated with, with Chinese um, people who have become citizens. And so um, we had, fortunately, in every single polling place in San Gabriel during that election, a Chinese-speaking trained poll observer. What they observed will just set your hair on end. At, the, at every single polling place, the poll workers not allowing the voters to have a private vote. They were telling them they had to vote for certain people. They were standing there and showing them where to mark their ballot and wouldn't leave them alone. They were actually threatening both the observers and the voters and threatening their families if they did not do what they said. And when we tried to tell them, hey, this is illegal, you can't do this, they just looked at us and said, well, stop me then, sue me, try to do something about it. And so we know that that election was heavily manipulated by an organized group of people who became poll workers and who simply forced the voters to vote the way they were telling them to vote. Did your observer observer try to contact the registrar or any authorities about this illegal activity? And was was there any better response? No, there really was no response. Uh, we have a video uh, of of the event. We generally don't do any photography or video within the polling place because it's not lawful. But when uh, but the observers uh, checked with us and we said this is unlawful behavior and therefore you can you can capture it. So we actually have video evidence of what was going on as well as the sworn testimony of the people who observed it. And this was in every single polling place in San Gabriel. Yeah. And Donald Trump has an election integrity unit now uh, called the Election Integrity Commission. And your work is starting to get some very uh, important nationwide attention. Not only is Judicial Watch picking this up and uh, uh, documenting it on behalf of uh, your organization, and in fact has filed with the Secretary of State. Is this uh, is this where the action has been directed? Yes, it is. So with that, and this, the Secretary of State now has, what, 90 days in order to, uh, that clock has already started ticking. What happens after that uh, 90 days? Well, after that 90 days, then uh, Judicial Watch will go in and take a look and see whether any change was made, whether there are any efforts to rectify the, the situation. And if not, then Judicial Watch has the opportunity then to file a lawsuit against the state of California and the Secretary of State, and perhaps against individual counties as well, uh, in order to force them to um, co- comply with the law. And years later, maybe there'll be a, a resolution of, of that issue, or at least a uh, court finding and order and judgment on the issue. In the meantime, of course, they can continue their currently lax procedures. Yeah, well, it certainly is our hope that California will uh, step up like so many other states have and do the right thing. But if they if they stick by their guns and say there's nothing wrong with their vulnerable. What was that song, To Dream the Impossible Dream? I, I so do not think that's going to happen. This state has made a mockery of our election process. Uh, we are registering 
voters, uh, we've got this motor voter uh, registration process where people who are illegal aliens get the opportunity to get a driver's license. And many of those people, as I understand it, are automatically registered to vote. Is that right? There's a potential of that happening, yes. There is a process in the law whereby people are supposed to opt out if they don't, if they're not eligible to vote. They're supposed to fill out special paperwork to say, no, don't register me to vote. The people who are uh, processing these people are supposed to ask them, do you want to be registered to vote? But the problem is in the details. We're, we're now in a process where you have to train thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of DMV clerks to do the right thing and then supervise them to see that they're implementing the law properly. Uh, And you have a language problem with some of these people who are uh, not fluent in English and may not understand what their responsibility is to not get on the voter rolls. The law itself clearly indicates that they know people will be unlawfully registered as a result of this law, and they address that in the law. By saying, oh, if it happens, we can't do anything, we can't take any action against these people, even if they vote, because it's gonna, we're going to take the responsibility, it's our fault by passing this law. So what it's done then is say, well, then you can go in and register and vote, no harm, no foul. If you get caught, they'll take you off the list, but they can't do anything else to you. And so it's, a, it's an open-door invitation for people to take uh, the opportunity to do something unlawful. And, you know, so this is a population that can be easily manipulated. We're very, very concerned, especially about the legal immigrant who is on the path to citizenship and who may accidentally get registered to vote without his knowledge. And when it comes time for that citizenship to come to fruition, the federal uh, investigation will show that they've been registered to vote and potentially even voting because certainly some people may then take the opportunity to, to, to vote in that person's name. And that not only will uh, stop that person from getting citizenship that they've worked hard and long for, but it, it may even uh, make them be deported. So we're very concerned about the vulnerability of that population. Ruth Weiss with the election. The yes, we are too. Ruth Weiss with the Election Integrity Project. We will be right back with how you can help this very important November 2018 election that we have coming up uh, to support the work of the Election Integrity Project after our break. After this word from Ed Hoffman, Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, residential and commercial. Back after this. Hey, Larry Elder here. Now, if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start, call my friend Ed Hoffman at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Rates are great right now, and from what Ed tells me, there are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now's the time to buy or refinance. Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855-640-2020. AM 590, the answer.
Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we're going to be talking about a way that specifically how you can actually do that with the Election Integrity Project. We have on the line with us Ruth Weiss, a board member with the Election Integrity Project, whose goal is to uh, make sure that the voter role, voter laws are followed here in California and to minimize illegal voting. So, Which we know pe- is happening. So the people who are supposed to vote... Their votes count properly. And uh, Ruth, why don't you tell people how, they, how you need them to get involved to try to bring some level of election integrity here in California? Certainly. Well, we are currently uh, building and rebuilding our community and county teams. And we need people who are concerned about election integrity in their own community to step up and help a little bit. And you can inquire by going to our website and just go to the volunteer tab and indicate that you would like to explore the possibility. We will be in touch with you. We'll talk to you about what's required. As a community coordinator, there's not a lot to do because you're just bringing your your small community together, the group of people that you know that have a lot in common. And the idea is for you to go out and, and talk to these people and start to recruit people who for election season are willing to be volunteers to help the process. So we need people to be community coordinators, assistant community coordinators. We need some people who have some experience in training or teaching of some uh, type to volunteer to be the community trainer. And then we, of course, will thoroughly train you, and then you will be able to train the people who have stepped up to say that they're willing to observe. And in the last five seconds, that's electionintegrityproject.com. You go there for more information and to sign up Correct. for to register. And it's so vital because you work, you work to get your candidate elected, but if you don't follow it up on election day, then it's all for naught. Thank you, Ruth, for being with us. Thank you for the great work of the Election Integrity Project. The Unite IE Radio program will be back after this message. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program, the radio show for the most important political office, and that is private citizen. We just had on the uh, Election Integrity Project, Ruth Weiss, who's a board member of that organization. It's a California-based public interest nonprofit who is involved in monitoring the elections. They've been doing this for six years. They've been doing, uh, now that this is, Greg, uh, reached sort of the national attention, Donald Trump has his Election Integrity Commission. One of the things we're learning is, is that the work that the Election Integrity Project has been doing is groundbreaking across the United States. There's no other organization throughout the country that has done the job that the California-based Election Integrity Project has done. And as a result, they have a treasure trove of documented election irregularities, election outright fraud, as she shared what happened, for instance, in San Gabriel, where you had poll workers that were interfering and influencing the election. Right. They, they, they wouldn't, people weren't voting in secret, and the poll workers were telling them, right, here's how you vote. And I can imagine in that community, possibly, there could be people that are completely unfamiliar with it, asking for help. And the next thing you know, they've got a poll worker that's actually showing them who to, well, I don't know who to, I don't know who these candidates are. Oh, well, just vote for this one, this one, and this one. I mean, that is, that that kind of thing is ripe for well, fraud. Oh, sure. And fundamental to our, to any, uh, any democracy, any republic, any fair voting is the secret ballot. 
and when the representatives of the government, the poll workers, are there observing how you're voting, that goes away. And across the country, whenever the um, whenever the subject of monitoring our elections or ramping up voter integrity by asking for you know, uh, states that want to try to do some sort of voter ID, you know, require an ID at the um, at the point of, of voting. You know, you walk in. Who are you? Right. Showing I show something. Up the, I sh- an example I gave. I show up at the poll as uh, I'm Don Dix. And in ca- the way it works now is there's no way to verify that. There's no proof is required as opposed to having to show a photo ID like you do. In how many other places do you have to show a photo ID to get in. Well, from what I understand, US is the oh, probably the only country in the in the world that does not have some sort of voter ID in India. They make the case, the Democrats and the progressives make the case that in the United States that people who are poor people who are in the lower economic strata of our country um, would suffer the most if they were to require some sort of voter identification. And they make the case also that these are marginalized communities, communities of color that would be uh, most impacted by voter ID. In India, they have voter identification. India has probably the biggest poverty-stricken community throughout population throughout the world and yet somehow those individuals those people in poverty those people in marginalized communities because india has a caste has a caste system similar to what you i mean although most of the people are uh, people so, of yeah, color similar to google but we'll talk about that later yeah google has a caste <laughs> system but those people are somehow able to deal with proving who they are when they go to vote. Mexico has voter ID. Yeah, ironically, America would be a lot better off if we had immigration and election laws as strict and strictly enforced as Mexico. Wouldn't that be amazing? Somehow we don't. So, so the Election Integrity Project, they've been doing an incredible job. And finally, their work is being picked up uh, in the media, national media, um, in terms of... Uh, uh, getting the attention of organizations like Judicial Watch, getting the attention of the president's Election Integrity Commission. There's another uh, uh, organization that has become aware of Election Integrity's documentation. And so there is more uh, action that's going to be happening regarding uh, election fraud in the state of California. So we're going to be having Ruth Weiss, Weiss back, but they definitely need some help. They are on a, a statewide push to get people involved with that organization. You can go to electionintegrityproject.com, scroll down to the tab that shows or the heading on the left-hand side of the webpage that says Take Action, and you can click on a button called Volunteer and get involved. It's a great and probably one of the more important ways that people can get involved to ensure the integrity of our election. The media will assure us, the Democrats will assure us that vote that vote fraud, you know, there may be a, one case here, a little case there, but it's, it's, it's not a significant problem. There's a study done by some professors at Old Dominion University that is 2008, up to 2.8 million non-citizens voted. There was another study that could be up as high as 5 million. And the Democrats are dedicated to do everything they can to prevent getting to an answer. In fact, even the Republicans, it's amazing. They're pursuing this Russia nonsense and doing investigations in the, in the House and the Senate. Mm-hmm. 
not zero are they looking into election integrity and Democrat vote fraud. A much, much bigger problem than anything the Russians may have done, assuming they did hack Hillary's or the Democrats' emails. Well, the liberals love to tell us how voter ID laws are racist. That's their biggest thing. You know, a voter ID law, and that's that's how they defeat them in a lot of states. The real racists are the liberals who think that only white people are capable of getting yeah. some kind of an ID. Well, you know, the irony of it is if you wanted to go to the Justice Department to complain about a voter ID law being a racist, you would need a voter ID. You need an ID to get into the building. Any building, any federal building now, you have to show uh, ID. You've got to pass. Check into a hotel. You want to fly on an airplane. There's a long list of things that you that you need of a, a photo ID for if you want to do. Yep. Other than vote. That's not important. Well, the main re- we know that the reason that the Democrats and the progressives are so adamant against any kind of voter ID is because they harvest uh, illegal voting. They, they use vote fraud to win elections. Vote Voter fraud. And so Donald Trump got a lot of static, obviously, a lot of flack by um, coming out and saying, you know, we had between 3 million and 4 million uh, illegal voters, uh, you know, I- votes that were cast in the 2016 election that were fraudulent. I think he might be low given that number on a nationwide basis, when Ruth shared with us that 30% of the uh, voter registrations are based in L.A. County, and we know L.A. County's ROV has been very slow to fix their problems. Slow. I mean, they they haven't moved on it at all. And they've done the Election Integrity Project has found that. So when they bring problems here, they're not following the law here, here, and here. The county registrars of voters, most of them, and the Secretary of State in California are completely and totally uninterested and will do nothing to uphold even the lax California election laws. Right, because we know the government in L.A., the county government, is within the control of the progressives. The Democrats literally mm-hmm. control the county government. So yeah. when, you have a register, when you have a registrar of voters that is in the firm control of the left, you're going to have it's it's right. ripe for fraud. And the last and the key exhibit in, in the scope of the problem is remember the James uh, O'Keefe Project Veritas videos from last fall. On video, they have paid operatives of the Hillary Clinton campaign talking about how they're going to commit vote fraud. We are going to keep you updated on the advance of the Election Integrity Project's work. This is very important. The November, believe it or not, the June and November elections will be here before you know it. I can't even believe it's August already. It's It's, August? Yeah, exactly. Where did July go? So before you know it, we're going to have the primaries in California. We're going to have the uh, general elections. Uh, The Election Integrity Project is taking a different approach to getting people trained and and implemented into the voting polls around the state. They know where the at-risk polls are. They're going to populate those first. But we really do need, it would be so, it's so critical for people to even sign up to work. If we could get people who will, who will, with integrity, oversee the polls. We need poll workers. People should go out and, and become poll workers. It's a great way to, you know, spend the election day. You get paid for it. Um, so even poll workers that are trained by the Election Integrity Project, that would be a great way to uh, to help perform yeah. your citizen obligations for the most important job. Sure. If you get involved in the campaign, you contribute or you make calls or you do canvassing. 
as I said before, it's all for naught if vote fraud overwhelms your efforts to uh, to uh, campaign for your your candidate. There's been a lot more going on this week than just uh, election integrity. We'll be back with some thoughts on some of those things and more on the Unite IE Radio Show after a break from our sponsor for this half hour. After this word from All Star Collision, the place to go when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. We are the number one conservative talk radio show in the Inland Empire in our time slot. And it's a great honor to be there. Thank you for listening to the Unite IE Radio show and making it the most popular conservative talk radio show in our time in our time slot on our station we appreciate those of you that tune in and make this such a great opportunity to share with you what's going on in the state Mm. and the country and our community Uh, but on on a more serious level there are there are a lot of very serious developments and um we'll, we'll, we'll get to north korea which is probably the most serious current at the moment but what caught my attention this week was what happened at google and Google is, 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 is very pervasive. It's not just this big company, and it's they control what you see. When you, how many people, it's, it's, become, it's become a verb. Google, you Google something. And personally, I use uh, DuckDuckGo is my search engine. And I, I like it because I, I want to avoid using Google whenever possible. But most people use Google, and Google is now tailoring, we know, the search results based on political content. Now, if you're searching for tires, you're searching for some commercial, then it may not matter. But if it has to do with politics, they are, they are politically manipulating the search results, and they don't tell you that they're doing that. So what happened this week was one of their employees wrote an internal memo criticizing the, the lack of any intellectual diversity at the company, that, that uh, you have the social justice warriors uh, that uh, intimidate, bully, sometimes even punch anyone who disagrees with them, and that's allowed by the management of the company. And he explained that, that, uh, that there are really are differences between men and women that affect how, what type of jobs they choose and how they can do certain jobs, but that everyone should be regarded as an individual. So for pointing out, that Google doesn't have any intellectual diversity, he was immediately fired. Uh, well, it doesn't surprise me. And I, I, so much has been going on this week. I really have not had a chance to follow this story, so I appreciate that you're bringing it up because Google is that almost Orwellian company, the 1984 George Orwell book, uh, where y- you have this major effort to control group to for group think to make people think and uh direct people's attention in certain pre-described narratives 
it's scary. Well, it is, and and conservative sites have found that there that, that there are people that the numbers that are interact with those sites and forward their articles have 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 dropped dramatically. Uh, Facebook has has very similar policies, and this because this has become an increasingly source of information that and because they're nominally private companies, is the First Amendment uh, doesn't apply to Google. It doesn't apply to Facebook, but if they decide to censor certain viewpoints, to censor certain people, Twitter is another one, that that can have be almost be more effective than if the government tries to censor somebody. A lot of people don't realize that YouTube, which was an independent uh, organization, is, is, now, is now a uh, member of the Google company family of companies. And YouTube recently has embarked on a censorship uh, binge, if you will, where videos that contain socially sensitive topics are being age-restricted. This happened to Dennis Prager. Dennis Prager. Dennis Prager, Prager University, they're they're being treated like they're pornographic videos. Yeah. And so what happens is people will complain about them or uh, somehow these videos violate uh, YouTube's uh, community standards and they will get age restricted, which means they can no longer go. It's very difficult, if not impossible, for a video to go organically viral. Um, We have conservative uh, thinkers whose uh, Facebook and YouTube accounts are being restricted and dialed back, throttled, if you will, like Alfonso Rachel has had this happen uh, to him to to the point to where he's no longer on Facebook. And sometimes you don't even know it. Is you're putting you may put out a tweet, you may put out Facebook posts, and you have you as far as you know it's going out, but your but the, your your followers are not receiving it in their on. Inbox is not the quite right word for it, but they're they're not getting it, right? Unless they went specifically to your page, specifically to your tweets to to find them, they're, they're not coming in in the regular flow. Well, Facebook has embarked on a whole new endeavor to uh, monitor uh, posts that might be offensive, and I know people who have taken screenshots uh, where they have posted things on terror-related incidences. Uh, where they have posted things on religious-based things, and they've gotten these screens that have popped up saying this post will potentially violate Facebook's standards, community standards. Be careful with what you post. And on top of that, they're they're Big now brother looking, is watching. Well, not only that, they they now have a whole department that is there to to watch out for people who are posting what they deem to be fake news. All right, and, and all of their people that are de- groups and individuals that they're using to determine what's fake news are all leftists and liberals. So yeah, we have a uh, we have an uphill battle here. Uh, this has been going on for quite a while. This is the culmination of this, and I and I say in the Trump era that Donald Trump has done more to bring about the awareness that this stuff exists and the acceleration of the progressive efforts to transform this country because this was an unexpected victory. Donald Trump is exposing the swamp and the swamp is fighting back. 
And the funny thing is, is while they profess all these leftist views, the leadership of Google and these companies, they do everything they can to protect their own money. They use these complex international tax shelters in Ireland or other, other obscure, even more obscure places in Ireland, is to shield their money from taxation. So when it's their money, they are as capitalist as anyone else. It, but it's, you know, capitalism for me, socialism for everyone else. That's right. Time for another word from All-Star Collision, the place to go when you have an accident, because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. Car Star, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. Bunker sales are up 90% as a result of North Korean tensions that are being expressed throughout the world. you got North Korea that now has uh, successfully launched two two-stage intercontinental ballistic missiles. We have a report out this week from the Washington Post that says that North Korea has been successful and may have as many as 60 miniaturized nuclear weapons ready to be mounted on top of ICBMs. All of a sudden, we learn that North Korea has miniaturized nuclear out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And but, but I thought that that agreement that Bill Clinton negotiated with North Korea back in the 1990s was, was going to keep them from being a nuclear, uh, nuclear power. I thought so, too. In fact, he said it was the uh, greatest uh, deal for the Western civilization that North Korea's nuclear ambitions had been terminated. But not to worry. Uh, Obama's agreement with Iran will do the same thing for Iran. This is the most uh, this is this is such hypocritical stuff when you have these kinds of agreement. That was 1994 that he made that announcement. And what did Obama do? And in fact, I, you know, you could you could say George Bush as well to monitor what was going on in North Korea. He basically handed a world on fire to Donald Trump. I mean, this is essentially what the foreign policy of the Barack Obama administration did was uh, this this foreign policy of strategic patience handed Donald Trump a world on fire, Middle East on fire, uh, North Korea, you've got the, the country we're trying to negotiate with to reign in North Korea is establishing uh, landmass in the South China Sea, talking about China, mm-hmm. building islands and then staffing them with military. It's that building military bases on these islands that they're building. Right. And then they claim they want to claim uh, navigation and economic rights based on this new land territory they just made. And you can imagine all over the world, if that works out, nations will start building little islands out in the ocean. Oh, now I now own all this and control all this ocean space around my new island. So what really, what, what in your estimation is happening here? Is this a, is this a real threat? It is. Uh, North Korea is, is, I think, less of a threat than Iran because 
they're not a jihadist regime, North Korea, like Iran is. Iran, ha- their mission is to expand Islam, and what happens to their own country is, is, is of much less importance. North Korea is a, great, is a threat, but their primary goal is survival of their regime. So, so in the sense that they're, I think they're somewhat less of a threat than Iran would be with nuclear weapons, but it's still a, a grave threat, and you never know what this guy is going to do uh, with his nuclear weapons. There was a, in 2014, two, a North Korean freighter approached our Gulf Coast with two nuclear-capable but unarmed missiles. It was undetected until the ship later went through the Panama Canal and, and was caught. But that would have been a great location, even before ICBMs, to launch nuclear weapons from not only a direct attack on the landmass, but as a EMP attack we've talked about, where one bomb at the right altitude could destroy all of the civilian electronics and power system in the entire country, and it would take years if ever, to recover that, which would just be devastating. It's estimated that 70 to 90% of the people in the country would be dead within one year. They're not from blast, not from radiation, but from disease, starvation, and breakdown of order. Yeah, civil unrest would be a big thing because people all of a sudden are starving. Next thing you know, they're going to be they're going to be rioting in the streets, uh, neighbor turning on neighbor. Uh, those people that are prepared uh, might become targets. It could get very ugly, and I think that th- the threat of EMP is a more important threat than a, a nuclear weapon that actually. North Korea also has a satellite orbiting at about the right attitude altitude around the world. And if, if that one doesn't have the nuke on it, they could launch another satellite that does have the EMP nuke on it. And now we know that North Korea is saying that Guam might be their first strike. And of course, Hank Johnson, Congressman Hank Johnson said the only thing you really need in order to destroy Guam is another 10,000 people because that island would just tilt over and capsize. Crazy. Crazy times. Um, but don't forget Election Integrity Project. Go out, sign up, electionintegrityproject.com. It's a place that you can go to defend uh, your 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 voting integrity. Uh, great place to go to be a active citizen. And that'll do it for this week edition of Unite IE Radio. Tune in next week, and thanks always for listening. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.